Was popping, was popping, was popping. Welcome to Nikki and Moose. I'm Nikki. That's Moose. What's up, Moose? What up, y'all? And we are on episode 35. There it is. And once again, another jam-packed week. We're going to be talking <clears throat> about uh, Drake, of course. We're going to be talking about a famous female who was just labeled the highest paid uh Sports female person. I messed up this whole title, but you know okay. what I mean. Okay. Right? We'll you know it. what I mean. We'll take it. Yeah, we're gonna be talking about Amazon, and if we have some time, we may have a surprise lesson. But Moose, how are we feeling? Excellent, man. I'm feeling really good. I mean, by now, I think the people already know what's happening uh, this time tomorrow from the day we're recording. Oh, we're going to talk about it. Oh, wait, the no. nine, you know what I'm saying? Hey, Just go hey, for hey, it. Wait, wait. It Get into the intro. Get into the intro. <laughs> Two kids from Queens cut from a different cloth. Now joining forces, helping you to elevate your personal brand. Yeah, I'm talking about Nikki and Moose, bringing you a never-before-seen perspective into the mindset, the mentality, the behaviors, the driving force, but more importantly, the stories behind the people and brands that you know and love the most. And you already know what time it is. Review of the week. Actually went back on this one so people don't think I'm only reading current one. I went all the way back on this one. So this one says the goats. I always say I'm a baby goat, but I appreciate it, right? Love these two. They drop so many gems and truly inspire me to do better. Their advice is always on point. Thank you for that. I'll see y'all at the top. Loving this podcast. Text gang. Nice. Shout out, as usual, everybody who leaves us a review. We read them clearly. I go all the way back to, like, October of 2020, right? Wow. We read them all. We appreciate them all. Uh, so thank you. Thank you. And shout out to all our first-time listeners. We got a whole bunch of new people on the podcast, right? So shout out to y'all. We've been reading the comments. But let's... I'm gonna give you a bomb on this one. I'm gonna give breaking I'm gonna news. Give, we got. I don't bat. know if it's breaking news. I'm not really sure if it's breaking news because clearly other people want to talk about this situation. So let me set this up. Actually, let me let me do this. All right, let me do this. Uh, we have a huge, huge announcement that was not broken on this podcast. <laughs> I wasn't broken on this podcast. Here I am, thinking I'm a great friend, not saying anything. Hey, and you are. This hey, is true. Don't say anything, right? Like, don't even tell your mama. Those, like, you know, don't say anything, right? But, but here, shout out to uh, our network, and shout out to uh, the big brothers of S2S Podcast, who um, broke some very important special news that you've probably saw on our Instagram already and our Facebook because I made sure I at least bl blasted it over there. Yummy! Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Yummy! Okay? Him, him 
in the conversation. At least it's not on on Instagram, sir. It's on YouTube with over a million subscribers, and it's on a podcast that gets over a million downloads. But that's okay. That's all right, Moose. You can say what what's happening. I'm not. I already said too much. But yeah, uh, yeah man, I mean, hey, it's uh, I think uh, it, it, there's no other way to say it. This time tomorrow, we're recording on a Thursday this week because of uh, th- some special events happening. Uh, these special events are uh, I'm getting married, y'all. <laughs> it's official. <laughs> getting, I'm married. getting married, man. Getting married. I'm tying a knot tomorrow and it's uh, I'm excited. I'm really excited. Getting married and didn't invite Nikki. Oh, God. She's coming. She was the first invite, technically. No, no, no. I invited technically, myself. by definition. I invited, I invited the, the myself. The first self-invite went to Nikki. <laughs> yeah, I invited myself. Uh, yeah, Nikki didn't get an invite. So if you are feeling kind of salty, like, how didn't I get an invite? Why didn't Moose tell me? He didn't invite me. He didn't invite nobody. So let me oh, tell you okay. real quick, it, man. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You want to start with that? Hold on, hold on, hold on. No, no, no. So here I am thinking I'm being a responsible person. You know how the air traffic controls do it. It's just like, hey, you know what? You know the rules say you can't have large gatherings. Everyone who's gone to a wedding that I know of, somebody at that wedding has gotten the vid. So I'm like, oh, no weddings. You know, COVID's still alive. And uh, to to make sure that people get vaccinated to come to the wedding, that's too Mm -hmm. much. So I'm like, all right, no wedding is just going to be bride groom mom dad mom aunt and the two witnesses it's a wrap that's what i thought and as i started breaking the news to people like hey so yeah uh so and so this date i'm gonna be a little busy i can't do this this gonna have to do this it was like oh no no way you can't you can't do that and not tell i'm coming and i was like oh well uh in that case We'll, we'll pull out an extra chair. So I didn't not invite people. I was trying to do the responsible thing. But when people insisted, you know, I definitely had to make room. So that first insist was right here, Nikki. So she's coming through. Come on. She's not having it. But that's the truth. That's what happened. <laughs> um, I would love for people in our uh, DMs, comments, do you feel... Great when somebody says, well, I didn't, I invite nobody. I didn't tell nobody. I didn't. So do you instantly feel like you're in the category of nobody? This is going to be a whole live conversation. Don't worry about it. Just wanted to make sure we break the, the news and the news that Nikki didn't get invited. There it is. There it is. Okay. All there right. it is. Um, so since I wasn't invited, don't you expect invite pictures them, they're from not me. Happy. You don't invite them, they're not happy. So it's like, what in the world? Because because then it it was like everybody invited themselves and was like, oh, okay, that's fine. Yeah, go, go, here. No, fine, right? <laughs> here. I'm the one that has to be like, uh, I'm going to be there. No, no, no. No, I'm going to be there. Okay. Others were like, hey, uh, let me invite you live on the podcast uh cj and maul and all of s2s podcast you are invited oh so they did get an invite they did oh i didn't get one (laughs) (laughs) oh man so it's documented it's documented that other people got invites i'm just saying this is not even the real wedding but okay all right we'll take what is your definition of a real wedding now uh 
my definition of a real wedding is uh, the whole nine yards. You know, uh, the, 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 the wedding party having, you know what I'm saying? Having the bride choose. I'm, th- I'm trying to think like, all right, how does this thing work? You know what I'm saying? The bride got her, the bride got her ladies, uh, groom got his fellas. You know, you're doing the entrance, you're doing the sitting at the front, you're doing the whole nine. None of that is happening this time. So I'm like, that don't count, but, uh, but all right, we're going to make it one. It's a wedding, people. It's a wedding, it's but a, it's a wedding. Uh, right. let, let's get into the podcast. Shout out for everybody who is dealing with our shenanigans. Um, Nikki is feeling away, but it's all right. It's all right. It's happening. Uh, I'll be there. I'm going to have this little 360 camera. It's going to be a whole vibe. Hey. Um, but clearly, I'm not going to be posting because um, I wasn't invited. So I'm just going to keep these to myself. Oh, my but anyway. God. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, anyways, so let's get into the podcast now. Drake, which is no surprise, right? Drake was uh, crowned the artist of what was it? The decade? The decade. I think, yes, artist the decade. of the decade. Okay, um, that's no surprise. My man is like the most stream artist. Uh, was the first artist to debut in number one, two, and three on the charts. Uh, what happened? 200, over 200 songs on the billboards. My man has dominated the whole music industry. Whole music, not just that particular category of hip-hop, but I just think in general how music is. Now, not going to get into a whole Drake episode because we did that already. Shout out to everybody who's... What, was, what episode was that? It was very early. I think it early wasn't on, even... Yeah. It like before double yeah, I digits. I think we did it on the podcast. Probably on Facebook only, No, right? no. It was on the podcast. Oh, it was on the podcast? Yeah, okay. it was on the podcast. Oh, but, so it's early. Yeah, yeah. Before double digits uh, podcast life. But there was a part in his acceptance speech that I wanted to talk about real quick. Uh, that was interesting though, because I believe Drake has all this confidence, but let's watch this clip. I rarely celebrate anything. And, um, just for anyone watching this, that's wondering how this happened, you know, that's really the answer. It's, um, it's being so unsure how you're getting it done that you just, you just kind of keep going in the hopes of figuring out the formula. Um, feeling so lucky and blessed that the fear of losing it keeps you up at night. So here's my thing, right? I'm, I really like, I think we, we assume that artists as high as Drake has all this confidence. And the fact that he said, you know, um, I wasn't really sure. So I just kept going and then I saw it was kind of working. And so what keeps me up at night is losing it. Right. Mm. Not to the point of I always knew this was going to work. I knew that if I worked that A, B, C, D, this is going to be the result. He was like, I have no clue. I'm going to just keep going to figure out this formula and then hope to never lose the formula. Like, what is, how did you interpret that? Because I was, I was like, Drake, really? (laughs) Like, this is. This is how you feel about, like, I don't know. And he said earlier, he was like, yo, I don't take compliments. Because I was expecting him to be 
Like, I don't, not shocked, because clearly you know you're winning these awards once it's presented like that, but more of happy. And he's just like, uh, I don't do compliments very well, but, you know, I'm just hoping this doesn't end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think, um, you know, more and more as, as a lot artists, a lot more artists become transparent and a little bit vulnerable about their journey and their process. We're going to start to see that Beyonce is not the only one with an alter ego. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we've heard or at least it seems that most people are really starting to talk about just who they really are off stage and away from the camera, the lights and the action. And we're starting to see like, OK, people really are understanding that for me to succeed on stage, very similar to kind of like what we would consider in the flight assess assessment. And again, shout out to the flight assessment, the natural and the adaptive. It's like people have to really project a larger than life image on stage because they understand that that's part of the music and what they're trying to do. So no, I think more and more we'll start to see that mix. And that's kind of what we're seeing here with, with Drake. The flip side of that though, as it relates to the compliment, uh, that's something that I see uh, in certain people who are really trying to stay grounded because mm -hmm. they want to, A, they really, they really enjoy what they do and they don't want to lose passion for it because part of the challenge of having to still go up and still uh, and feel like you're still pursuing something. I think that's what makes it fun for people who are really engraved and embedded in their process. But then you have others who uh, don't want to change because they realize like, okay, I've had the success that I've had for a particular reason. And if I accept compliments and maybe my head gets a little, a little too big and I start to really feel myself a little bit too much, then maybe I'm going to go away from what made me me and made me have the success that I have. So I think it's a nice way to kind of keep yourself humble and grounded and not that you're being mean or disrespectful towards people who are complimenting you, but you don't give it enough uh, kind of attention that, that it, it takes you away from the process to grind and that what you do. That works. I just, yeah. I just, I'm always curious why, and I understand there's a sense of humbleness and things like that, but I'm just like, hmm, why, why don't you accept compliments at this time? You've done so much. Why are you still doubtful with so much accomplished? Like, that's so confusing to me, but that shows actually some kind of, how do I put this? Um like hope for those who do have some confidence issues and those who are not truly sure if this is going to work or not, he's showing, you know what, just keep going and just continue to pray that it won't go away. So I like what Drake said is very humbling. Shout out to Drake and all your accomplishments and everything like that. And the whole OVO camp, that was a huge, huge award. <laughs> But let's talk about some big bucks. Uh, whoo, $55 million. Uh, Naomi Osaka. Look at that. I said it right. Naomi Osaka there it is. earned $55 million in the past year. More than any other woman in sports. Listen, 23 years old. 23, let me, $55 million or reportedly, 
because, you know, we probably have a clip from Forbes that says something different. But a lot of money. <laughs> this this 23 year old, regardless if it is 30, 36, 55, I don't care. At the end of the day, she's still the highest paid female, right? And you know what I found out? Only five million. I'm saying only five. You hear me? Only five million was uh, prize money. Wow. Only so five. Only, only five million came from tennis. Yes. Oh, yes. tennis. Wow. The rest, whether it was fifty mil or however many was off court crazy we're gonna get into it uh of course let's get into what forbes said because you know uh they have a different amount saka is the world's highest paid female athlete earning 37.4 million dollars in the past 12 months she's number 29 on the 100 highest paid athletes list Osaka now has 15 endorsement partners, including global brands like Nissan Motor, Shiseido, and Yonex. Almost all are worth seven figures annually. Osaka has established herself as a global sports marketing icon, and brands are lining up. So. Let's go. Yeah, this is, this is a whole vibe. Um, and the reason why I really like this one um, and I wanted to talk about it on the podcast is the reason why brands are going to her, right? Because you would assume, okay, she beat Serena, right? Who clearly is the queen of tennis at the time, right? She's young, successful. Of course, brands are going to go to her because she's the top of her class. But come to find out, that brands are starting to make more of a stance on things that are happening, such as Black Lives Matter and the police shooting and just different things like that, that they are now more attracted to celebrities, athletes, influencers that make a stand as well. And she was definitely one of those people who put a mask on and brought awareness to the police shootings and where before for athletes that used to be kind of making brands like shy away from that. Like, I don't want no parts of that. We will drop you if this is what you are about to now people are being, are coming closer and wanting to partner and, and give her equity and give her a huge paycheck. We owe it. We, we clearly know Nike is giving her an eight figure check yearly. Can we say, can we say yearly? Yearly. Okay. She has people like uh, Louis Vuitton. She has, she's an investor and a, uh, a brand ambassador of what was it? Sweet green. I think what it's called. Wow. Yeah. Sweet green. Yeah. Um, so she's getting, she has her own bikini uh, swimwear. She has Levi's. She has uh, watches. She's, she's part of a lot of brands and all because she stood 
for her values. She stood for what she, you know, she represents what is good and what needs to be spoken about in the world. And, and like I said, 23 years old, that is amazing. And I think for me, right. It, it's a huge, it's a huge leap, not only just for minorities, but it's a huge leap for females to be the voice and the front runners of bringing awareness to certain situations like this and understanding that there are people who are going to back that. There are people who will still give you a bag for being yourself, right? In a respectable manner. So I I love this story, whether it's 55, whether it's 36, I don't care. It's a lot of M's that I don't have. <laughs> Yet. You know what I mean? Let's talk, let's talk about that. It. I'm just, I, but can we talk about why Forbes is always like, the opposite of everybody else. I don't know who's right or who's wrong. You know, I'm not going to say that's why I brought up this one. So from the article that was essence and there was several uh, articles that I read that said 55. But of course, when I go onto Forbes, we want to say 36 at the end of the day, like I said, highest paid female, regardless of what the amount is a lot of M's in a year. That's a year. That's not, Career wise, that's not two, five years or whatever. That's in 12 months. This is what I made crazy. Yeah, that's huge. That's huge. I still remember when she stepped on the stage. You know, I think she was a teenager, if I'm not mistaken. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm not sure exactly how old, but she was pretty young. So to see her have that much, you know, growth in such little time is amazing to be honest with you and she's done a phenomenal job like you know you'd always want to give credit when you see someone that young get a lot of growth in a short amount of time you always want to give credit to the people in their corner because clearly she's getting some great advice to not just collaborate and partner with brands but she's also like you said as an investor in something that means you're getting some really solid advice so you just hope that she continues to get you know some solid counsel in her corner uh, nothing that throws her off because you know unfortunately we've seen a lot of people kind of stumble especially at a young age there's some sort of fallout but those who can navigate this time without any you know crazy crisis or whatever they end up being the greats like you know person that comes to mind immediately is Beyonce, right? Like Beyonce, also someone who came on the stage or at a very young age, but kept a a clean record, did her thing, kept her head down. And then you look at her now and like Beyonce is in a class of her own, like no one is going to doubt that. So definitely wish the same thing for her. I think she's on that same path, you know, being so young, dominating on the court and doing her thing in the business world. So it'd be cool to look up in a couple of years and see what she's done. Probably more paid again. Yeah. She got like she got yeah. uh, her own swimwear, her own skin line and everything. So I like how already that she's not only depending on endorsements and taking it a bit further and investing in particular companies, but as well, she's creating her own and being um, yeah, taking yeah. advantage of the 
amount of money that she has to start her own. So shout out to uh, Naomi. She is a whole vibe. And at 23. Crazy. You know what I mean? But um, we have to talk. And normally, normally we don't talk about companies or anything like that. We normally stick with celebrities, influencers. However, I believe Jeff Bezos is a personal brand in his own way. Right? So to see how Amazon is completely dominating things and what happened this week, which some will not understand how big this is, but Amazon bought MGM Studios for like $8 million. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Another one. Because... Mm -hmm. They spend a whole bunch of M's on Whole Food and Twitch. And, oh, that's what I should have put up. I had this amazing graphic. Let me see if I can find yeah. it. I'll just read it out. But of all the, like, all the things they bought, right? All, and the, really? the crazy thing is Amazon started as a bookstore, like an online bookstore. Crazy. Right. Crazy. Crazy. And so the fact that they spend eight billion B people B not mill, not 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 now makes it looks the like the fifty-five mil is like chump change. Not Baby, million, yeah. right? <laughs> eight billion for MGM. But why is this important, right? So I'm believing they have the video section of Amazon, the Amazon Prime videos, right? Mm -hmm. So we have Netflix, we have Hulu. How do you let, how do you try to even be in the same lane as them, right? And acquiring MGM Studios, I'm believing you're going to take all those films, over 4,000 films and over 17,000 shows Right. And that I'd already know Amazon's about innovation. Right. So whatever else is going to happen. And I believe Amazon is just taking over the world bit by bit by bit and understanding. Legit. You know what? We are we clearly see after the pandemic. We clearly see not so many people are trusting going back into the movies so soon. Let's let's put some money into this. Let's 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 get this studio. Let's create a whole vibe um, and really play as a contender to be what a person needs in one place. You need books. I got you. You need clothes. I got you. Do you need a gel seat for your Peloton? I got you. You need those little <laughs> socks that keep your your toes warm in the winter? I got you. Yo, do you need music? I got you. You want to hear a podcast? Now we have a whole guap of movies. It's always going to be about the customer and what's unique about them and why I want to talk about Jeff is because his formula is always said to be wrong 
Like you want to only do one thing. Like you want to take care of the pain points of a specific problem. And my man is taking over the world where some people say he should have stayed with books and would have killed it. But in the pandemic, he crushed every other competition. Yeah, legit, legit. Yeah, even if he would have like, even if you would have considered his move to be wrong or an L, Mm-hmm. I think the growth that he's acquired and accumulated just through the pandemic, he yep. probably would have made up for it. Like, e- even though he didn't go wrong, I mean, clearly the company has still been progressing. But just what's happened in the pandemic alone, I mean, everyone has seen. But yeah, to me, they feel like uh, the modern day Walmart, mm-hmm. but also plus with the 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 virtual convenience, like that factor tied into it because everything happens online. Uh, They were one of the first companies to utilize the smart checkout, you know, like a checkout system that's able to recommend other products that is almost like AI, right? It's artificially intelligent in the sense that it's smart enough to know what can complement what you would buy and it helps you. Like we bought, um, I think it was like a stack of candles or something like that, uh, like the electrical ones. And- Mm -hmm. I didn't know, but that particular product didn't come, it came without batteries. So it immediately recommended the batteries and enough batteries to fill the entire packet. It's just like when you think about it and you go through the experience, you can kind of make sense. It's a small add-on, but it makes a big difference for the convenience, you know, of the user and and the everyday customer. Big facts. And I got it on the uh, screen before my audio people, uh, they bought some some important things in life, okay? Uh, um, uh, Moose, you see it on the screen? I want to make sure you see it too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, I see cool. It. So, uh, Whole Food for $13.7 billion. Uh, Zappos, I always want to say zapatos, but I'm not sure. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> Zappos uh, in 2009 bought it for 1.2 billion. Um, of course, the MGM Studios 8.45 billion this year. Pill Pack 1 billion. Uh, Ring in 2018 1.2 billion. You, you hear how I haven't said anything on like all those were billions. The the only million. And it's still grasping into the billions is Twitch, which is 970 mil, which they have to be making a killing because Twitch is for gamers. What that's doing in that world is amazing. But with all that said, like this is all under the Amazon umbrella now. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, Mm -hmm. how sway? Like, yeah. How are you the, the, uh, what are they called? The, the something that's separate. Follow me with this. There is a certain blueprint and they clearly went a different way with the blueprint when it comes to creating a brand. And so I had to find a, a clip of like, yo, what is this formula, sir? Like, how is this even possible? And I found it. Yeah. Well, I think um, if you look at the big ideas at Amazon, what we're really focused on is 
thinking long-term, putting the customer at the center of our universe, and inventing. Those are the three big ideas, and they work well together. Uh, it's, you, I don't think that you can invent on behalf of customers unless you're willing to think long-term, because a lot of invention doesn't work. Uh, if you're going to invent, it means you're going to experiment, and if you're going to experiment, it means you're going to fail, and if you're going to fail, you have to think long-term. So, um, I'm going to let you touch on this one first. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. I love that. I mean, I think the idea that we often uh, are intimidated by whenever we observe a big company is that our thought process is that, well, immediately before I even think about it, this has to be a very complex operation. I can only imagine what it's like to be behind the walls of a Google or an Apple or an Amazon, you know, especially a company that acquires a lot of other, not just small businesses, but clearly big business. When you're paying a $13 billion for a Whole Foods, you're not acquiring a small business. You're acquiring, you know, probably another Fortune 500 company or one that can operate under those circumstances. So you often can complicate things more than what they are. But when you really get down to the fundamentals, you still see that what is really pushing some of their biggest ideas are very simple concepts, right? Where he talks about customer first, long-term, be innovative. Like he just helped you almost like summarize their entire ethos in three or four words. Right. And when we think about that, well, what can we learn from that? Well, for you building a business or a brand today, can you simplify and describe or even articulate your ethos, your mission statement, what you're about in just a couple of words the same way he did, right? right? Because there's definitely something to learn from that. There's definitely something that you can kind of begin to think about because it will lead your way. It will lead your ideas. It will help you to think about how I can bridge the gap or what can I do based on these pillars of values or beliefs that I really strongly, you know, want to bring to life or expand and grow into the world? So that's my favorite thing about it, Nikki. When I see someone, you know, as, as, as large or a leader of such a large organization to be able to simplify their process in just a couple of words, it's like, wow, like, you know, it, it can really serve as a reminder for us. Like, dude, just continue to keep it simple regardless of where you're starting. This is something that clearly has worked for them because, like I said, the one thing that I realized about them that helped them grow was that smart checkout process, which, you know, has put them in the position to generate so much cash. And that's kind of like the boring business side of it now. But the reason why they're able to acquire so many, so many other companies is that they're booming with cash, that their problem, which and I know this might not even seem like a real thing, but some big companies a problem that they have is that they have too much cash. Mm. So that's the reason why organizations go out and acquire other companies. So Apple has that problem. I bet Google has it. And of course, Amazon. So that's how you're able to make sense of that, which is like, what? How can you struggle having too much cash? Well, yeah, when you when you get up there, that's that's a <laughs> that's a problem. I, I need that problem. I need I need that problem. I won't. Yeah, give us that problem. Indeed, I, need, indeed. I need that problem. But um I love how, even though he he understands that customers are first, he put longevity first, right? Mm. Understanding the long game and then people and then innovation, you know? And coming from a person who's a, you know, a creator, sometimes like 
I would think innovation would come first, right? But, or if you're a people person, people come first. And he's like, if, if I'm not about the long game and having patience and understanding that this vision already is going to work, it's just a matter of time for me, right? And the proper, uh, you know, people, the proper systems, the, you know, it, everything is timing, but how dedicated are you? How, how do you believe, how much do you believe in that particular idea or that particular business? Because if you do, then timing is not an issue. Because maybe mm-hmm. within that time, you have to prep. Maybe in that time, you didn't put the right resources in place. But the fact that Amazon has everything you need to the point where even through the pandemic and coming out of it bit by bit, I'm still not going to the stores as quickly as I am going to Amazon. You know, like I could yeah, get it. Yeah. I could wait for two days. I had, you know, I could wait. Sometimes it comes the next day, you know, depending on what it is. And truly taking the time to understand what people want and what people need all in one central location, like I said earlier, is not necessarily the ideal way of, of building a brand, but he has... And this is what I think, right? I think he mastered how he started, which with the books, right? How, mm-hmm. What he started. And then he said, if I could do this, what else do they need with a book? What else do they need with that? Let's master those particular things. Let's make it easy. And then if he sees that, you know, within time that works, what else can I do within this one spot? And I, there, there's another clip that I have that really shows that patience on, okay, are we too quick to say something doesn't work? Are we too quick mm. to say, you know, even if it's a whole year that passes, I don't, I didn't get the sales that I want. I didn't get the, the, the reach that I want, I didn't get the results that I expected. Maybe I should take these resources and put it to what was already working when we have new ideas. I got a clip for that too. It would be very easy for, say, the person who runs uh, our U.S. books category to say, why are we doing these experiments with things? I mean, you know, that, that generated, you know, a tiny bit of revenue last year. Um, uh, why don't we instead focus those resources and that, uh, you know, that all that brain power on this on the books category, where we, which is a big business for us. We know from our past experiences that big things start small. Uh, you know, it, uh, the biggest oak starts from an acorn, and you've got to recognize if you want to do anything new, you've got to be willing to let that acorn grow into a little sapling and then finally into a small tree. And maybe one day it'll be a big business on its own. So my question to you, right? 
my question to you. To be successful, to be a successful CEO that makes billions and who just wants to spend billions, you know, on stuff like ring and, you know, why don't we buy a whole studio who had James Bond, you know, things like that. Like, I like James Bond. Let me go buy the whole studio, right? Let me just take the whole movie. Yeah, let yeah. me let me just <laughs> let me just take you know, I like to eat healthy. I mean, I believe my customers want to eat healthy. Let's buy whole food. Let's make this into a whole service, right? Um, is it safe to say that from a very small foundational standpoint, patience is one of those things we have to really be intentional of having when growing uh, a brand and a business. Yeah, 100%, man. 100%. I think, you know, too many people are using businesses or entrepreneurship as a way out of their current, like, lack of happiness you know like they're not happy with what they're currently doing so they're like oh let, like entrepreneurship is going to be my exit right out of that and that's not always you know the way to go about it you know like sometimes not sometimes a lot of the time you're seeing that these long-term plays allow you to course correct self-correct correct your mistakes know what to do and what not to do but it's only because you're entering with a long-term play and you're giving yourself enough time to really make it work. You know, so the, the patience is definitely a key ingredient. I think what's also very unique, and, and I meant to say this on the last clip, but I think it also fits here as well. One of the things that makes this guy brilliant and many people probably don't give him credit for, but it's the fact that he was the first one, if you really think about it, the first one to leverage the kind of like the, the share community aspect of things, right? Mm-hmm. Because a couple of years back, I want to say maybe even almost a decade ago, almost 10 years ago, and still to this day, there are people who sell an, on Amazon. Like they sell their products on Amazon. Yeah. So before he went off and started uh, pushing products, right, his own products or selling more products and, and, and creating products, uh, he allowed people to sell on his platform. Mm-hmm. So it, it gave him the opportunity to really master books. But when you do that, you're also getting analytics on what products are going to sell the most mm. or what's most profitable, right? Like you're able to see all of that because you gave access to other people to the platform to leverage and sell and bring their ideas and bring all of that stuff. And I'm not saying that what he did is illegal by any means, but I think it's genius because you were then able to give it, you were given a firsthand look at What's going to sell? What doesn't sell? What prices do the the customers want? What are they looking for? And you're able to make sense of that data. So yeah, I know it's a lot of value and there's really a lot that's happening there. But if you can afford to partner with other businesses, even if they're slightly different than what you do, but they're in the same realm. I mean, at the end of the day, everybody on Amazon or what you get on Amazon is for the most part product-based a business, right? Until they got into the streaming and some of these other things. Yeah. But when you're able to pro- uh, lever- uh, partner, excuse me, and make sense of the data, 
it gives you an idea of, all right, where can I take my business to next? All right. So that's something that I know we talked about partnerships on this platform, but we've never really talked about from a sense of to be able to make sense of data and how you can utilize the partnership more so for that. Not what you know you guys can do together or what you can do for them or what they can do for you, but it gives you an opportunity to make sense of data without having to put out your own money for more products or other things like that. So yeah, that's one of the things that I've always kind of like noticed that no one really speaks on, but it's a big part of their business at least some, some, some time back before they've dominated the space and really started pushing themselves ahead, which, you know, ha- has been next level. That's so good. That's, I don't, I don't want to go after that. That was so good. That was <laughs> collab with people, collab with people based off analytics and data. So, you know, what works and what doesn't that's, all right, what else are we talking about? That, that, that was a whole lesson within <laughs> itself. I, I don't need to go. I don't need to go behind that. I don't need. Uh, so here's the thing, right? Let me set this up real quick. So since uh, Moose is getting married and everything like that, I guess he had to touch into the Hispanic side real quick because now we're speaking about a reggaeton artist, <laughs> J, <laughs> J Balvin. That's it. My man came to me like, hey, That's I think it. we need to speak about Jay Belvin. I'm like, Moose. You're I love you're not. Now, you're not I'll, I'll be honest with you. I, from from the from the beginning, I've always wanted to make sure that he did. He did. we we brought enough diversity to this to this platform as well. You know, he, like I've always felt like, man, us speaking and highlighting women and highlighting Latinos and people from the Middle East, like everywhere. I thought it would it'd be dope. So I just so happens that I stumbled across one of his interviews and then they talked about uh, his documentary that had just come out. So I'm like, oh, let me go check that out too. And I watched it and I was like, yo, it's actually really good. And it's what we have up on the screen now for those who are watching on YouTube and for those who are listening, uh, we have uh, the cover of Jay Balvin's new documentary, the boy from uh, Mede, Medellin. Okay. Uh, I hope I said okay. that right. Okay. All right. You know, there you go. We got the You got to learn Spanish now. You got to learn Spanish now. Oh, it's happening. It's happening. <laughs> no, but but uh, really cool documentary, man. It goes back to 2019. It's one of his biggest tours. Uh, he went back to Colombia for like his biggest stadium sellout, uh, which of course is the country that he's from. And it just so happened that there was like a political uprise. There was riots. There were people protesting in the streets. And there was a big kind of threat to, man, is the show going to get canceled? This is my biggest one. I want to do it for the people. But at the same time, he was also getting backlash on social media for him not speaking out for the country. Mm. So it shows the behind the scenes as he as all of this is happening. He's there with his closest friends, his advisors, his business people, like his managers. And he's just like, man, like I have so much pressure on me because I didn't sign up to be a politician. And I know that whatever I say, it's going to be wrong and backlash. So just to kind of see that side, you know, of things and we've talked about that idea before, like with J. Cole, when, you know, this whole thing happened around uh, Black Lives Matter some time back. So, like, we're starting to see this happen more frequently. So I'm like, hey, this is um, one another one of the top streamed artists across the world as well. So I figured it'd be a good idea to highlight 
J Balvin on this one. I just found it funny and I wanted to crack jokes. That's all. <laughs> we take anyways, the jokes. We take anyways, the jokes. Um, no, so from for me as an early uh, reggaeton uh, fan, when he brought this up, I was like, okay, yeah, let's let's. My only concern was, does he have interviews in English? And right. he actually knows really good English, so I'm I'm good with this. Um, and the funny thing, this next clip, I call it uh, the Drake of reggaeton um, because the impact that Hispanics have done for pop culture is amazing, right? And not uh, clearly Spanish can cross over to our world. But was that always the case? And so we got a clip about that of how he is the Drake of reggaeton. Everybody in Colombia was listening to, to hip hop, you know, but, and I didn't know what were they were saying. So I was like, if this is possible with English, what is not possible with Spanish? You know, I knew it since the beginning that we were gonna make it. You know, we were like, we gotta make the statement of the Latino culture, you know? Like, there's a lot of guys that paved the way for us, you know, Daddy Yankee, Tego Calderon, Wisin Yandel, you know, Don Omar, you know, this, it's not that I made it, it's that they paved the way and then, you know, the thing that was hard for me is that I wasn't from Puerto Rico. Right. It's kind of like Drake, the fact that it's a guy from Canada. Right, and hip hop started exactly. here in America. Exactly, it's, it's kind of like the same story. So I want to say this, right? Real, real quick. When you are so dope at what you do, people will think you're from the original spot than where you're honestly from. Because I honestly thought he was Puerto Rican for the longest. Oh, wow. Right? Yeah. Because of his style, because... Reggaeton came from Puerto Rico. Um, and so, and who he was collaborating with because him and Bad Bunny um, mm-hmm. were like neck and neck. So I'm like, oh, you got to be Puerto Rican, right? And then when I found out where he's from, I'm like, oh, but the great thing is when you are so dope at it, we don't question, oh, well, are you from the original spot where it's made? Same thing with how hip hop was started. No one's like, yo, are you from New York? Then you can't rap. You know, mm-hmm. I don't think people uh, besides accents. Right. Because like we could clearly tell uh, Atlanta rap. We could clearly tell West Coast rap because of different styles. Right. And then when we look at because he mentioned Drake. If Drake didn't necessarily say where he's from, I don't yeah. know if I would say he's instantly from Canada. Canada I don't know how right. Canada people sound anyway. Shout out to Canada. No shade. Right. I just, I don't know how y'all people sound. Like, what is, do you have an accent? I don't know. I'm not sure. But I don't feel like Drake does. I don't feel like, I feel like he's yeah. mastered his craft so much that we don't question 
if he belongs. I think J Balvin has mastered his craft that we don't question where he's from. So from a lesson standpoint, like are have you mastered it so much that we don't question if you belong in this category or not, right? Mm. If you truly have embodied what has already been placed there, right? And put a, your own twist to it and put your own kind of vibe to it. You are now either blending in or creating a whole new vibe that no one's going to question you about. Yeah. No one is going to. And so first I wanted to address that too. Um, I love how when it comes to music, we don't necessarily have to understand what is being said. It's about the melody. It's about the energy. It's about the feeling. You know, we're reciting uh, Spanish lyrics and we don't even know what it means. They're reciting uh, English lyrics and they don't even know what it means. You know, um, what should we call Prime example. Shout out to Bone Thugs and Harmonies. I swear I do so many shout outs. I don't know why. I don't know none of these people. Shout out to Bone Thugs and Harmony because I ain't know a word. I almost cursed. Look at me. Um, I ain't even know a word from that Crossroads uh, song. And if you did, you were a true fan. But when you first heard Crossroads, no one knew what that was. And yet everybody was harmonizing with it. Everybody, like, no, no. What did they say? What did they say? But they had the the stadiums and arenas and everything packed because of the feeling and the vibe, right? So music has such a energy and a worldwide effect that, if you play it right, it truly doesn't matter where you're from or what language you speak. They're going to vibe to it. What I love about him is that he strategically knew how to cross over. A man yeah. did did a song with Beyonce. You're done. I mean, mm-hmm. what more do you need to yeah. do? You are officially a superstar. Officially. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah, 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 definitely to have those contacts. You know, I think when you listen to the clip, you know, for the most part, you can make sense of it. For me, I really found it to be super inspirational. Mm -hmm. And the reason why is like you really got to ask yourself this question when you think about what they just did. Is do you have enough confidence in what you're pursuing Mm -hmm. that, you know, it's going to strike the hearts of other people? to make it a global thing, even with the people who don't speak your language. Right. That's like, you, like, I think there are so many of us who are so about only serving people who look like us or who believe that, oh, well, if I'm black, I'm only going to be accepted in the black community and the white community is not going to accept me. Or if I'm Middle Eastern or I'm Muslim and I'm Arab, then there's no way the Latin community is going to accept me. I only got to go to Muslims and Arabs or otherwise I'm not going to succeed. So here's somebody who from the very start who could have, and he was asked this during the documentary and, you know, they asked him like, yo, why didn't you 
switch over or was that ever a concern for you? He said, no, like I actually didn't want to sell out. I wanted to keep as much of my culture and my country on the forefront of my brand and of my music because I knew we were going to be, you know, a global, a global uh, kind of brand or globally accepted. So what he says here is like, you know, he saw it happen with hip hop music in yeah. Latin America. Then why couldn't it be done the other way? And although like it sounds like, oh, OK, that makes sense. There's still a level of belief that you got to have behind your idea to be like, nope, I'm going to go in a completely different part of the world or a different culture or community. And I know I'm going to be accepted because of the vibe and the energy that I'm going to give them. That's what he was bringing to the table. And that's kind of the question that I'm posing to our listeners. Like, yo, do you have that confidence in what you're doing, that you're creating something so just organic and so dynamic and, and, and so incredible that you can take it into a different culture and believe that people eventually are going to love it? Because it's, it's true. Like, I remember growing up, when you listen to any of the radio stations in New York, you never heard any music other than you know, what, what they just played, hip hop, rap, R&B, pop music, whatever it is, unless you went to a particular, you know, a different station. If you mm -hmm. went there, of course, there were Spanish and Latin uh, radio stations that you would go to that to listen to. And only for the most part, you know, you would know them if you had friends of Latin descent. That's the only way you would know about them. But now it is super common to be listening to Hot 97, which is like the hip hop station here in New York or Z100, which is the pop station also in New York. And to also hear a J Balvin or a Bad Bunny or another one of them. And you're like, what? Like, that's crazy. So the fact that you had these people at the forefront of the whole idea and the music pushing this so it can be a global sensation. I really think that's so dope. And that's something that we should find inspiration in and, and, and really start gaining the confidence and also the desire to say, yo, let me work with people who are not like me. Like, I want to know what that learning experience is like, me embracing their culture and also introducing them to mine. Of course, there's a lot of business benefits from it because, yeah, you're going to gain more customers, the whole nine. But just think about just the pure black and white concept of that which I think there's a lot to learn from. So yeah, just as I was listening to that, Nick, I'm like, man, there's a lot of inspiration from that because that can't, it gives us that tunnel vision and I get it. Like you got to know your audience, you got to know your niche. But at the bare minimum, I'm telling people, you just have the belief that you're going to stretch beyond, you know, just people who are like you. That's good. <laughs> now, of course, I had to get a clip of him of how he feels about um, social media. You know what I mean? How he feels about social media. I think I'm always curious about artists and how they handle uh, the public on social media and how they live their lifestyle. So I found a clip. I think to have two faces is, is too heavy, you know, to be walking in the world. Mm. You know, like... I'm the same guy that you see on Instagram. I'm, I'm the same guy that you see me here. And I don't, it's all about being real. Like sometimes even in the, in the Instagram or on the social media, I'm like, it's not a good day. Mm. Yeah. Like, yeah, it happens. Like, yeah, it's just, it's not, maybe it's not a good day right now, but I show them that I'm not, I don't have a perfect life and, and, and I don't wish to have a perfect life. 
Shout out to Lewis Howes that came from his uh, podcast. But um, let me go in on this. So I'm super big on it's draining and almost expensive to be two different types of people. Expensive whether you are spending your money on a particular lifestyle or spending your time, which you cannot get back. Right. I I don't, I don't truly understand why people see a blank canvas when it comes to social media and feel like they have to live or show a different lifestyle than what they truly have. And is it because maybe you do not like your own life? Is it maybe because uh, other people's lives look so much better? So let me emulate that to see how that feels or at least portray that's what I'm living. It's, it's a lot of questions that I have of why people do it. But when you are very secure about the ups and downs of your own life and understanding that this is a real life situation that people go through this and People should see the highs and the lows and to understand that, hey, I, too, go through bad days. I, too, um, didn't feel like getting up out of bed. And you know what? It's it's how you go about that and how you, you know, tackle that situation head on than necessarily try to always paint a perfect picture for people who don't really care. And I'm super big on like, why are you trying to impress? Um, and I have, I have this whole saying, but I'm not going to say it. There's three F's. I think I've said it on the podcast before. You gave us the idea. Yeah. Yes. Please leave them off. Three F's, <laughs> right? Go research what that means. Right. But Truly, if people don't really invest in you in any kind of way, then why are you so concerned what they may think of you or what they may think of your life? He has millions of dollars and he is like, I'd rather just be real and show you everything that's going on instead of just showing you what a famous artists look like and that kind of lifestyle, because though that may be motivational for some um, or even let's say most, that's not something that really connects with people on a regular day basis. That is more something like, man, I wish I had that man, that could be me one day, but not necessarily of like, yo, this really could be me because I've gone through this. I lived in that kind of lifestyle. I've um, talked this way, or I went through some parent issues, or I went through depression. You get a different type of loyalty. You get a different type of reputation when you live your truth Instead of playing this fake kind of vibe for a platform that could possibly end in 2.3 seconds, let a server or let 
Instagram, Facebook, whatever your platform is, crash forever, what are you going to do? You wasted all your time to live a certain lifestyle and now real life hits. What now? It's real. I'm that's just that's just my take on it. Like I I love that he says, you know what, I don't want to live a perfect life, whether on or off social media, because that's not that's not real. And so I'm gonna show that. And I hope other people do not feel pressured to be a certain kind of way, because I believe our, our viewers and listeners truly are trying to figure out how to brand themselves and how to grow. So it's not a matter of like, okay, I already know I have to live just like them. Right. But not feeling embarrassed to live your truth is what I only ask our listeners to do. Like, do not feel embarrassed that maybe you you didn't really have anything to post that day. And so you just show your surroundings. That's good enough for somebody because somebody else is also in the at home cooped up. There's somebody else who also has a blank page in their notebook and not really sure what to write. You know, so... I just hope our listeners just take that and and run with it and understand that authenticity is what wins this game for the long run than necessarily spending money and having this image of being perfect. I love that. I love that. So well said, man. So well said. Not much to add to it. That's it. That's Look it. At That's that. it right Both there. Both of us yeah. really were like, yeah, I can't, I can't say. Yeah. I can't no say much. much. To that. Yeah. Hey. All right. Well, you know. That's it. <laughs> well, I guess that's it. That's all. That's folks. it. So, um, <laughs> I really highly suggest that um you go to our YouTube live uh show on Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central. Uh, three times backwards uh, for West Coast people, right? Because um, we're going to be talking about this week or when you watch the replay of uh, having control of your own narrative. Having control of your own narrative and don't letting other people control your narrative and now you have to put it out and say, hey, you know It's going to be jokes. It's going to be so much fun because I love Moose. I love Moose. And I'm so proud of him. And I'm so excited about this wedding thing. I think I was, I'm going to say this. I think I've been the most excited besides maybe his bride and like his mom and stuff like that. (laughs) I want to say I was the third one. He's like number 20. And I'm like the third one. Like, yay! Yay! What are we doing? Where are we going? Yay. Dinner was like 17 million miles away. I was like, okay. Nope, it's two blocks away. Okay. No, it's in another state. Okay. I was just so happy about, I still, I have the address, but I clearly don't know where it is because I'm the pilot of everything. So I just go. I didn't have any kind of plans. I was just like, I'm going to go. I'm going to get tickets. I'm going to get this. We're great. Um, 
Mom, by the time you hear and watch this, you already know. So shout out to you. Um, <laughs> Cause you know, my mom is so invested in you now. I just oh, want to put sure. that out there. For sure. Vested. She is she's, incredible. She's probably, uh, by the time this all comes out, I've already surprised her and been like, Hey, I'm here. Love you. Okay. Going to moose. Wait, why did I get an invite? Don't worry. Nobody got an invite. It's okay. I love you. I'll tell you about it later. It's all right. So, uh, say sorry to mom already. <laughs> sorry, mom. He's going, he's going, you know what I'm saying? I'm just going to bite the bullet at this point. <laughs> mom, he loves you. I love you. Uh, all our listeners and viewers, we appreciate that you are here and listening every single week. Follow us on everywhere at Nikki and Moose. Leave us a review. Um, that's all I got. Moose, final words. Um, man, I don't have anything this week. Get yeah, married. I don't have anything this week. <laughs> yeah. Go for it. Try to not. Try to not. Stop waiting. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's it. Try to not, y'all. Try to not. Uh, try to not make a commitment. Do some commitment yeah. Yeah, yeah, work. Come on. Go yeah. ahead. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do something yeah, about commitment. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Finish that. I like that. I like what you're doing with that. Finish that. <laughs> you know yeah, yeah, yeah. You got that. it. You, okay, yeah, how about this? Right how about this? Listen, listen. You may be... Uh, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get real serious. You may be uh, been in a situation for six years, and it's just time. It's just time, okay? It's not going anywhere. It's about you making that commitment. Tomorrow. That commitment may be a, a money investment. That commitment may be a ring. That commitment may be a move. I don't know. Just make. The commitment. Let's go.